Welcome to UAB Techno, a podcast about all things technology at UAB. I'm MJ Moon. And I'm Jessica Reed. And we're your hosts from UAB IT. So connecting while working remotely is key for our staff, students, and faculty, and we've shared some tips on how to improve your home network connection. But what if you don't have access to a strong connection or you need a reliable connection for a test or a video conference? We are excited to share some new connection services that IT has been working on. Yes. First up, we have a new drive-in Wi-Fi option where you can park your car in remote lot four on UAB campus and then have access to UAB's network. This is available for anyone at UAB, but also anyone in the community. And it was a partnership between UAB and Birmingham schools. Connection information is available on the sign when you pull in. It's really easy. You can access this lot on 5th Avenue South and 10th Street South in Birmingham. It's open from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. So just take your laptop and go park and work. If you're not in Birmingham but are in Alabama, we also have a new Wi-Fi map where you can locate Wi-Fi options that are near you. We partnered with Alabama Community College System to identify local Wi-Fi options. You can access this map through my.uab.edu or on the mobile app or go to go.uab.edu slash free Wi-Fi. Some people at UAB who are AT&T customers reported issues connecting to the VPN and other services like Jabber. So UAB IT partnered with UAB Hospital and Southern Crossroads to make some improvements and solve those issues. UABIT is offering process improvement services to help transition to services such as electronic signature and online forms. Our project management office has expertise in a variety of tools and techniques that can improve and streamline workflows. We can help you map out something you already do or something you're looking to start new. We want to help identify where things can be automated, offer project planning advice whenever you're experiencing a pain point and thinking that there has to be a better way to do this. To request help with a process improvement, fill out a request form in the tech help portal or with the link in the show notes. Have you seen those commercials where it's like the as seen on TV products and it's like starts out in black and white and the person's like fumbling (laughs) and is like, has this ever happened to you? There has to be a better way. That's what (laughs) our project management office is there to solve. Attention on coronavirus and stimulus checks, hackers are ramping up their scamming efforts. Be careful if you receive any messaging by email, text, phone call that is about one of these hot topics. Remember that legitimate sources aren't going to ask you for personal information via email or on the phone unless you contact them first. With coronavirus, a recent scam that's been going on through text messaging is you'll get a message that says someone you've had contact with just tested positive for COVID-19. Click here to learn more. If I got that, I'd be like, oh my gosh, when did I get exposed and look at it? They want that panic mode so you click it before you think. So that's what we want you to be really careful and cautious of. Remember to hover any links and ensure that the destination URL is exactly what you expect it to be. Don't click on links in emails or texts, rather look up the website or enter it directly into the URL address bar of your web browser just to be sure that what you're visiting is the real site. Another trending issue in security with more people being at home is an increase in social media quizzes. These get-to-know-you quizzes seem innocent and fun, but these are questions that are frequently used for security questions for accounts like your bank. So sharing your first car, your address, your dog's name, even your mother's maiden name is serving up 
important data that hackers can mine to try and access your accounts and steal your information. Similar trends like the 10-year photo challenge or first couples picture challenge have also been rumored to help AI technology and facial recognition and age progression. Again, easily mining and labeling that data that can be used in a malicious way in the future. I don't know what people want that information for. I don't know how my aging 10 years is going to help them, but it could be used inappropriately in the future. So just be cautious about yep. what you share online and don't make it easy for hackers. In the last episode, I made a very hilarious joke about MySpace. Hope you all <laughs> caught that. I have been living off of that one for a couple of weeks. After we aired that episode in one of our team meetings, we all decided to look up our MySpace accounts and see what we could find. I didn't find my profile. I must have deleted it at some point, but MJ did find her MySpace page. Can you share what you found? I found literally hundreds of videos and photos that are still on my MySpace page. I was not only exposing my own information, but I have pictures and status updates about my friends and about my family, and which is kind of scary to think that on on their accounts, the same could be happening to me. Most situations, that's not an issue. But like we were talking before, that information could still be taken out of context and used in a way that you didn't think it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, you always see people who rise to fame or become politicians and people will go and dig up old tweets. The moral of the story is what you share can live on. So just be cautious and protect yourself. And that's, I think that that's a message for us to be conscious of what we're posting in the present moment and then to make sure you go back and look at what you've posted in the past. You can, you can delete things from your profile. That doesn't mean that it's erased from the internet forever, but it would make it harder to find if you delete it from your accounts. Well, and it is spring cleaning time, so you could do a digital cleanup as well. So go yeah. Google yourself, go find your old profiles and see what you can clean up. So if you're facing an immediate issue or you need help with something specific, you can always submit a help ticket and it will be routed to the right group in IT to get you tech help. We recently released a video tutorial on how to submit a help ticket because we did realize that some people may have not done that before. So we've created a video and you can find it on our YouTube channel and we will link it in the show notes below, but it's easy to get help. You can go to uab.edu slash tech help and either select order something if you need new service, software, or equipment, or you can hit self-help to browse how-to articles and report a problem to get immediate tech help. Working remotely and even just living more virtually, I found that I need to scan a lot more things for myself and especially my kids and their schoolwork. I have a scanner on my personal printer. It's just not super convenient to use. It actually was covered in dust the first time I went to open it recently. And honestly, I'd rather just take a picture of a document with my phone and upload it from there. And that works okay. But MJ, you put out a quick video tutorial on social media about using Microsoft Lens. And I thought I'll download it and see what it's like. It's been a game changer for me. It's just an app that I downloaded on my phone and it's basically a portable scanner. I take a picture of a receipt, a note, a document. It aligns the perspective so it looks more like a scan document rather than something laying flat that I may not be perfectly over. Trims up the edges, removes glares, and it just looks more professional. You can also do some simple editing through the app and then share it easily. So check it out. My favorite thing about Microsoft Lens is that it syncs up with all your other Microsoft Office apps and softwares so it can be saved right into your OneDrive or on your phone if you're using a mobile device. It makes it really convenient to find it all later. I'm glad that it's working for you. Yeah, it's hard to teach this old dog new tricks, but this one I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'll add that to my repertoire. <laughs> that and TikTok. 
So good job, MJ. You've made a real big difference in my life. We've touched on this before, but in this new work world that we're experiencing online and virtual, we've found that connecting with people is really important. Since we can't do that in person and practice social distancing, we've been looking at how to leverage technology to not just help with work and how we work, but how you feel and connect with people that you work with. So we wanted to share some of those ideas and successes that we've had within our team. So one of the biggest things is making sure that you have clear communication in order to connect appropriately. And so our team uses Microsoft Teams to chat. I think we've talked about that before, but there's a variety of other ways you can chat. Other people at UAB use Slack, but we just prefer Teams. The good thing about using some sort of chat feature is that you can create different groups groups. Another cool thing is that you can show your availability. You have the option to show read receipts when you are communicating with individuals. That just lets a person know that if you're away from your computer and you haven't read the message, you're not ignoring their chat. And that's not always preferred for some people. Some people don't like it. I don't want people to know. Maybe I have to think through my response. So it's a personal preference thing, especially for our team. Like I want you to know that I've seen something because you know me, you know that I'm going to get to it. Where if someone else from the larger department than we're in and they haven't worked with me very closely, I don't want them to think I'm ignoring them. So I just turn off my read receipts. But again, it's just personal preference and however it works within your teams. Yeah. Another cool thing about chat is that you can share GIFs and memes. I think that chat versus email is a place where you can keep things a bit informal and a little more casual. For some people, it's not always appropriate. But when you're talking to a peer like me and Jessica, I respond mostly with GIFs. With that, we've now created the remote working badges and patches. You can find them on our Giphy account. They're just fun patches to put on your social or share in chat. You can find things like participated in a DIY haircut like me. Also, muted my mic in a meme or use the UAB Zoom backgrounds. And there's also Finish the Tiger King series. Those gifts are doing really well and we would love to see you guys using them. If you share them in your Instagram stories or on Twitter, you guys should tag us. It's UAB IT. Well, and they're... They look like literal badges that you would put on an apron or a vest or whatever, like a badge of honor. And it's kind of fun and positive. I did something we're all doing and I did it great. And I think you did a really great job animating them. They look really fun. These are badges that you can give yourself and you can give away virtually. that's That's the best part. It's a reusable badge, right? Yeah. So another way to connect remotely is by hosting virtual events. The university had a couple of town halls. It was good to see other people's faces. It was reassuring. Our department hosted our regular monthly event in a virtual format and received a lot of feedback that it was good to hear from a couple familiar faces. Departments across the campus are getting creative with this. The grad school is doing a movie night. There are virtual coloring nights with the School of Arts. And there's a bunch of different ways to get involved virtually with campus. It's also really important to use your cameras in meetings. Our team always uses our cameras when we meet. We meet every day for 30 minutes and it's really helped us feel more connected. You can better read body language, see friendly faces. We highly recommend that you practice having on your camera whenever it's possible. And if you're worried about someone walking in during a meeting, we have a fun badge for you to share about pets walking in, covers your spouse and your kids as well. Okay, so this is our fourth podcast. We recorded one in the office. Our experience is outweighed with virtual recording. I was having some trouble in the last recording, feeling confident in what I was saying. So we thought we should see each other and we have our cameras on right now. I do think it's helping. I think we're flowing a lot better and it's just always fun to see your face and you are rocking your new haircut. It's awesome. She shaved her head. Thank you. My DIY haircut. It's awesome. (laughs) Not everybody can pull that off, but you do. Thanks, Jessica. You're welcome. You're like the coolest person I know. (laughs) 
a lot of what you've mentioned, MJ, I've incorporated in my work, but also my personal life as well. I'm already far away from my family. We FaceTime all the time. And so I'm used to that, but I think we're all feeling it even more right now. So we've used Zoom to set up virtual birthday parties. We've had family chat sessions and I had a craft night the other night and that was really fun to use that just for personal reconnection. I'm texting and using the phone more than ever and it's just really helping me feel better. I feel like I'm a 15 year old again. Like I just want to chat on the phone and talk to people where before I'm like, I don't want to get out of the car and talk to the person at the bank. Why would I do that? There's an ATM. So in this social update for the episode, we are going to be talking about digital interruptions and keeping a positive social. So I would define a digital interruption as any kind of notification that comes from your device that will distract you from whatever you are doing. And a lot of times those notifications are crucial because it can be a very important email or an update from a news source, a message from your boss. These can come from your email, your chat, your social media, I started thinking about digital interruptions because there is a video tutorial on how to reduce your digital interruptions. That video walks through looking at your devices and really assessing what your settings are at for your notifications. You can do that ongoing if you don't want to get notifications during a certain period or like your phone has a do not disturb. But even just for us recording right now, I just completely closed out of Outlook because I don't want to get distracted by an email popping up. The tone wouldn't ping in and actually be recorded, but it would distract me. I mean, it would pull my attention away from what we're talking about. What I'm getting from what you're saying is just a reminder, especially because we're so in our screens right now, they're much more literally in our faces. So just being really aware of that and taking control of if they're going to distract you or not. Another thing we want to talk about today is keeping a positive social. So Jessica, you should tell us about some good news. It has seemed to become kind of a weekly tradition for your family. I'm a huge Office fan. I saw that John Krasinski was starting a new YouTube channel called Some Good News because all the news we're seeing is terrible and overwhelming. And so he wanted to put out some good news. And anyway, all he does is just sits at home and shares some things from around the world. It's just really positive and uplifting. There's only been a handful of them so far. We get like 15 minutes of awesome news that just makes us feel better. I have really liked incorporating that in. I feel like it's made a difference in my outlook on how the world is right now and just helped me feel connected to the world at large. What else can you do to keep positive? Because I am finding I am much more pessimistic and a little bit more judgmental than usual. And I don't like that. So I want to remember how to stay positive. What do you recommend? It's also important that you follow positive influencers. That's just people that are sharing uplifting messages. And with that, it's important that we are also putting out positive information. UAB has a site, uab.edu slash fight COVID. And on there, they have a section called share the message. It is an entire page dedicated to what UAB is doing on social to expand the resources that we are offering to campus and community. There is a post for supporting students, sharing your health status, and then our drive-in Wi-Fi information. Under these posts, they have share buttons. When you click, it will launch in a new tab and then link to whatever accounts you're logged into with the browser. And you can easily share information about supporting students. Using this route is a good way to spread important and reliable information about what the university is doing to your own social channels. And then on there, they are pulling from the Instagram feed of hashtag UAB fights COVID. And at the bottom of the page, you can find how to add the help UAB fight COVID banner to the bottom of your email. It's sharing vital information. That site shows me that I can get involved in things. I can help with my community. If I'm able to get
give. There are ways there. I could even go there and just say a nice word to healthcare providers. Sharing that through your own social channels, I think that just helps spread the love versus spreading panic. You should go check out that site. It's great. They have been adding to it throughout this time, and I think they've done a wonderful job with that. I think it's also important to find social channels that positively promote things you're interested in. I have a miniature dachshund. I love miniature dachshunds. So a lot of my recommended pages are just pages of dogs. If you're into yoga, there's tons of yoga gurus that are on social that share tutorials and videos about ways you can improve. I think you can explore the hashtag. Hashtags are your friend and the search is your friend. And if you have an account that you already like to follow, go see who they're following. I try to share positive messages and that's where I get a lot of inspiration. So you should go find us on Facebook, find this episode's post and leave us a badge letting us know which one relates to you the most. I will attach the Giphy link in the post and I'll make it easy for you. I'm already going to tell you guys what I'm going to have there though. What? Mine is going to be the DIY haircut. That's the badge that sums up my remote working experience. Those are our tips for today. We hope you found this helpful. If you have any topics or questions for us, feel free to send us a message and we'll be happy to address those. UAB Techno is produced by UAB IT Communications and Marketing with Carrie Bean, Jessica Reed, and MJ Moon. Music from Kevin McLeod.